Welcome to Telling the Tale. It's the podcast where we're going to cover every single Telltale video game released while they were making video games. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm uh, the, the games one. And I'm here with Dustin Jackson, who's the cartoons one. Hi, Dustin. Hello, I'm the cartoon one, I guess. Yeah, do you want that? I could also make you the... No, I like it. You're into, like, trucks. <laughs> your dad's still really into those trains? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what what are your other interests that I can make you the one of? I like chicken enchiladas. I can call you the enchilada one. I like the cartoon one. I do I do like that as a even if it's not your complete personality, it is it is something that's pretty fun. That's to, true to say for me. <laughs> and I'll say, "Hey, howdy, hey." That'll be my big cartoon introduction. Yeah, is that from a cartoon? No, I made it it's up. It's a little f- fat Albert adjacent. <laughs> like a knockoff fat albert hey, hey, hey. hey howdy hey yeah hey howdy hey it's me uh thick gilbert thick gilbert oh man i would definitely watch <laughs> thick gilbert especially because i like that show you know it's nostalgic for me but i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna support bill cosby we gotta That's talk true. about the new tales from the borderlands episode three capital pains Wow, we're already three episodes in. How time flies. Yeah, time's just moved pretty fast on this whole Borderlands experience. We've now covered eight of the ten Borderlands episodes we're going to do. That's Um, a whole season of Minecraft. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you just said that in a way that, that like, physically... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sometimes you can feel facts entering your skull and, and i definitely did that time it goes right into your veins yeah it made it made me realize for the first time oh i was thinking that borderlands is going to be a long time because it's two seasons across different companies and things even just one season of minecraft is going to be a long time wow <laughs> i didn't think about that at all until right now huh well welcome to the real world sucker Okay, yeah, so <laughs> episode three of New Tales from the Borderlands, same release information, same credits information, because it was released as one package not too long ago, just in October of this year. We are recording this episode a little bit earlier than we normally do, because we normally record on uh, the weekends, but this weekend is Christmas, so we are recording the the uh, week before Christmas, so if anything interesting happens, we don't know about it yet. <laughs> i guess we'll see won't we well this year's been kind of big for just like oh apparently we we have telltale news that we should address uh so i assume nothing the week of christmas in 2022 i assume that it would be weird yeah for new telltale news to come up but not impossible not telltale news but they on christmas they are putting the soundtracks to the snowboard kids games on spotify and i am excited for that wow that is a you know what you are the cartoons one (laughs) (laughs) i love snowboard kids it's great yeah i've never played it it's fun the first one's like okay like it's it's good but two oh oh yeah so how much mechanically does it differ from I think like a like a more sports focused snowboarding game? Is um, it like a Mario Kart compared to a Forza of snowboarding? Yeah, it's more Mario Karty. It's definitely Okay. A kart racer with snowboards. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. 
Might play it. Might 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 get around to it. Although I I have no way of doing it multiplayer. Is it a multiplayer? You can play multiplayer. I mean, it has single player, but no. Uh, I mean, I have no way of doing it multiplayer because of my lack of friends. Oh, that's a problem. That there's no way to fix that one. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um. Okay. Well, I'll just bypass that. Capital pains. <laughs> uh. We haven't actually talked about how much we like it yet. We we try to save that for the show. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I I guess the show is starting. My opinion. Yeah, I like I. I don't know if I liked it as much as the first episode. No. Maybe I. But I did. Yeah, big improvement. I liked it enough. I definitely did not like it as much as the first episode, uh, which, as time passes. I just keep having that scene of Octavio in the first episode walking down the the main street of the city, just like pointing to people, talking to people, and that vibe. If they really could have nailed like that vibe continuing, that's the game I want to play. Yeah, you and don't get that. <laughs> yeah, we really just don't get that. And every Telltale game has like a vibe they put out in the first episode. It, especially Tales from the Borderlands. The first Tales from the Borderlands had a vibe in the first episode where they're like, can we continue this? Oh, no, no, no. We, we will not. <laughs> we, will, we will not continue this. Um, but it, it's interesting. And, you know, I'm glad to have that first episode of things. Yeah. Um, you know what's one thing that kind of struck me in this episode? Even though I like it more than the last episode, I'm really not getting much chemistry between these characters. They all feel very awkward together. Well, I'm I'm getting. I think it's just Fran. <laughs> it might just be Fran, because because Anu and Octavio, I'm getting some stuff from. I'm I am a some little sibling bit. sibling feelings. A a little, um, but yeah, it doesn't really feel like like it. It, it kind of feels like they're trying to say, oh yeah, they're all warming up to each other. Fran, Fran's part of the group. They're all friends. They don't feel like friends to me. Right. It, it, <laughs> they it really feel, don't. It feels, like, it feels like Fran... I will say Fran's better in this episode because she's not just killing everyone she sees. Um, but, like, someone will just say one of their funny little quips and then uh-huh. the others just kind of stand there awkwardly or respond to it in a way where they're like, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'll so happen. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not feeling the love. Like, like I, you brought up the scene with Octavio and Louis. I bought that. I bought that these two are friends that are having a conversation with each other. Yeah. Here, it's just... It, it's not coming together. And I feel like I... I felt like the characters worked in the first episode of the first Tales from the Borderlands pretty well. Like, you know, they... The two groups needed to learn to like and trust one another. But I think the two groups I got a lot out of. Uh, Reese and Vaughn and uh, Sasha and Fiona. Mm-hmm. Um, I could feel the friendship between these characters. Here it just feels like awkward people put into a group together. Well, I think that, that first Tales from the Borderlands episode is going to be an albatross around... Gearbox's <laughs> neck as they attempt to replicate the sort of just that that ethereal quality that that first season had that it got so right yeah that first episode where half of it is the first half is told from reese's perspective and then you find out why that was all bullshit because the second half is 
told from uh, Fiona's perspective of how she was duping Reese, that was it, it was like filmed well. That that's yeah. good filmic direction mm-hmm. in a way that uh, video games very rarely can measure up to. Telltale was one of the companies that could, and that's I think their legacy. They got that aspect of storytelling done very well in a way that very few video games did. And this game, like that first episode, it had it had peaks, it had little little uh, peaks at it. I think that taco shop section, the first episode, where Octavio's kind of got like a like a maybe girlfriend and a a, a small man with bombs, and we right. we love that. <laughs> we we love that. <laughs> it's great. It was such an interesting dynamic. Those people have not come back. Yeah, we saw them get captured in episode two, and that's it. Yeah, I forgot all a, about them in this episode. They weren't even really in episode two. It was like a montage. Yeah, it was of, right. Yeah. In, in the meantime, they're getting captured Yeah, as it, a staple it, face. In the intro credits, yeah. Also, um, boy, that's a good saying. Albatross around the neck. Did you make that up? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I think that's just one of those sayings. Hmm, albatross uh, around the neck. I'm going to have to start saying that one. You want to look it up? You want you want to take a brief Google diversion? We do these. I would love to. Albatross. These are the best parts of the episodes. My neck. Uh, idiom: a characteristic pres- uh, possession, associate, or previous deed that hinders one's ability to succeed. Mmm. You had that right on the money. Yeah, I I try my best. I try my very best. Good job. You know what? Something else that's interesting. I was looking at the voice actors for this game, mm-hmm. and I I was kind of surprised. It seemed like almost every character in this game, this is their first acting role or only credited role. That at least on behind the voice actors, maybe they've done more, but like almost every character, like Reese's had more. And surprisingly, uh, one of the only other voice actors who had two roles is the voice of uh, the badass superfan. Love that. You ha- you do need a practiced voice actor for that character. Yeah, and it's such a big role. You, you need to know <laughs> they can bring it. So, okay. Yeah, I actually really like that for the main characters. It's kind of a Star Wars feel you got to get an unknown luke and leia so the fans can not have this previous conception in their mind which i I think uh maybe the first game should have done more because that patrick warburton inclusion was cool i don't hate his voice at all it's such a good voice but it's uh, just a little distracting it's it it is quite distracting when i know (laughs) well that's Definitely Patrick Warburton not even doing any kind of voice. That's just his voice. That's Joe Swanson himself. That's just how he talks. That's just how that (laughs) man talks. It's a little done up for emotion, but not any kind of dialect. That's just how that person talks. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and I mean, Troy Baker as Reese. um, Well, he's not Reese in this one, but yeah. Right, in the first one. Oh, you mean in the first one. Yeah, 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 yeah. He... Uh, that's also kind of just his voice, but at least he's a voice actor as a voice actor. Uh, he's a voice actor's voice actor, and 
can make his character feel very unique without actually changing the timbre of his voice. So I, I thought that worked yeah. pretty well too. Also, yeah. I, I think uh, with someone like that, a well-known voice actor, it works even if I don't, uh, or even if I do recognize it, it works because I don't really associate his real life physique. I don't have like I don't have a mind's eye of what he looks like. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, maybe he's really, really tall. Maybe he's like t- really tall, but like also really thin, like Ooh. Uh, like a monster. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Uh, I think that we're procrastinating talking about the episode. Let's get into the episode. I don't know why this. It's not like last episode. I liked it. Yeah. Um. So I I think a. I, I did like it more. The writing just seemed immediately better. Like yeah, in, in I the don't want, first it's, scene. Yeah, it's not perfect, but there's far less uh, quips in this one. Far less quips, a lot less quippy, quippy a lot more to the point. Yeah. Uh, we're still getting ultra-violent Fran, which is fine. Yeah, but it's dialed back at least. It's dialed back a little bit because she's ultra-violent in a way that I would believe a person could be. Yeah. Versus, like, Let's Octavio literally kill says everyone. anything, and then Fran goes, is that a way to kill someone? Like, okay, come on, Fran. <laughs> We get it. We get it. We get I it. Like You're killing. evil. <laughs> Real cool. Um, yeah, it, just just from, from the get-go better. One thing that I am now wondering is will i think the story is about something else every episode yeah because i tried to get like a a, a hand on what is this series about and yeah i was I thinking the same. to find a stable handhold i was thinking exactly the same thing it feels like it's they're just doing something different each time which i guess is a fine way to do your story as long as it builds mm-hmm. up to something but it, it and I'm sure it will build up to something, but it doesn't feel like much right now, I guess. No, not at all. Because it's uh like in the first episode, I thought the whole thing was just gonna be about this war with TDR. Yeah. That TDR was in on Atlas and it was wrecking Fran's shop and it was fighting against Octavio in the streets. It felt like a, a pretty well consolidated, all over the place goal. You got to defeat Tedior, and then we were like, okay, well, they're on this planet to find this thing. So now it's a treasure hunt to find the thing. Yeah, and, and like Tedior was still kind of there, so their presence was still a part of the story. But in here, yeah. this episode, they're they don't like come up at all. Yeah, they now they've completely lost the plot. They're they're starting a business. <laughs> <laughs> they they're starting a business together where they uh make healing guns that can fire a glowy beam from a distance and heal you. It doesn't feel like the stakes are very high even if yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah, like you don't deserve to be rich from this if you if you don't get your business done right i guess that's fine you won't die probably yeah i like it it is kind of interesting seeing like i don't know doing a game that shows smaller stories or 
just like the average lives of average people, but I don't think that's necessarily what they're going for. It just kind of feels like, oh, this episode, they're going on a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, in this episode, th- they've forgotten they're at war. <laughs> and they also forgot that Anu was possessed a little bit, although it does come up a few times, does not matter. Yeah, uh, it, they're just trying to start a business <laughs> the whole time when I was thinking you guys are going to go on TV. Um, well, does Anu know she's wanted at this point? I guess no. not. She, they never really talk about it. OK, I was going to say, like, going on TV is probably not the best idea. But I yeah, they they don't know. They they don't know. Uh, Yeah, I don't think Anu actually knows until the very end of the episode. Yeah, that she's wanted because she she's a um. They, they try to catch her yeah i mean that that didn't even matter at all either it's not like people saw her on tv and were like that's the girl that's the person who's wanted well one that one person did well no that happened late she saw it on the tv at her oh place. oh you mean like during okay yeah, yeah you're right so context last <laughs> episode they got in and out of that vault they killed the vault monster Juniper the Ratch died, unfortunately. Uh, they they, oh, no. they got the crystal that the vault monster had that was it was healing itself with. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 the bit where it just completely possessed Anu, uh, it doesn't seem to be doing that all the time anymore. Only sometimes. Only occasionally. They've found that it'll fix any uh, injury. As long as you touch it, like right after the injury. Yeah. So they affixed it to Anu's like teleportation device gun thing. And now it's a heal gun. It shoots uh, a beam of healing from a distance. It can happen long distance. Uh, and, and that's great. That's a very cool invention. They think it's such a cool invention. <laughs> <laughs> that they're going to forget that their whole thing is whack and go on TV. And they, they call it an echo cast because they can't say it's a TV show, even though they have TVs. <laughs> just call it a TV show. My immersion wouldn't be broken if you just called it a TV show. Because they have a TV that they call a cathode ray tube television. Yeah. By that phrase later in this episode, which is was a, was a gratuitous <laughs> sort of call out to super smash brothers melee <laughs> just uh, call it a just call it a future tv yeah the, <laughs> anu find this is later but anu finds a cathode ray tube television and says oh it's a cathode ray tube t- tv and then the person who owns it says yeah i'm trying to go pro in turbo punch sibling skirmish <laughs> so that's i a, get it yeah and I, I wanted to know who they maimed but they didn't say They'd have to. I want to hear a, a weird, messed up, Borderlandsified version of the name Jigglypuff. <laughs> yeah, come up with an entire roster, please. Seventy mm-hmm. plus characters. Yeah, Hako. I play Hako. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Beef. Beef or Sutherland. Beef. <laughs> I didn't make that up. I can't make. I can't take the credit for that. It was just. Well, it's interesting it's, that. I mean, I guess that snake, but it's not even. It's not even the voice of snake in Smash, right? Yeah, it's just it. I was. It's just something from Bob's Burgers. 
Oh, great. <laughs> Beef for Sutherland's and Bob's Burgers. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we all we all love it. How uh, do you feel about this intro scene with them just shooting one another? I feel like it goes on a little long. It de- it definitely did. I I It's like I get it. So first Octavio shoots himself in the arm uh and then mm. grabs the crystal to test it. Anu is understandably freaked out. Fran doesn't have any reaction. Octavio immediately regrets it, but he grabs the crystal and he's all better. And he says he didn't learn anything, which is funny, I guess. Um, (laughs) And then Fran does it. And then they both do it like three more times. Uh, And yeah, nothing, nothing's gained from that additional like five minutes of doing it. Yeah, I got it the first time. I I get you. You're being funny. Uh-huh. you're doing one of your little jokes but I mean, let's I, maybe move the story along in a movie with a, a bit more uh like fast-paced camera cutting and stuff i could imagine this being a, a, a short like montage with maybe some music behind it of oh they're all just shooting each other in the face and it's it's right. crazy violent the joke they... is that they're having a good fun time killing yeah. one another and then healing but the way it's done here is very slow yeah, I don't. I just don't think you can do it in a video game. That kind of fast-paced camera work. They they I do think... some great camera work in this in this game. Uh, I, I think yeah. the cinematography of this game is one of its highest achievements. I think they could have done it if it were the opening credit montage. Yeah, you know what? That's true. That would be a good place for it. Um. Yeah, I I just didn't I didn't get much out of it. They do give the gun to Anu, who doesn't want to do it at all, and Anu can choose to shoot Fran or Octavio or Louis. And I was thinking, oh, this isn't going to work on Louis. I'll I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> so you shot Louis. I shot Louis. How did that work? How did that play out? Well, who'd you shoot? I shot Octavio. How'd it go? Uh, I went fine. Uh, well. <laughs> So she shot him in in the heart, and he made a big show of it. And Anu was freaking out. She's like, "I, you told me too. What the fuck?" <laughs> uh, and then he just immediately heals. Oh, okay, that's that's cool. So you shoot Louis, and it doesn't work. Uh, the the crystal doesn't work, and he's like like fritzing a little bit. There's some sparks, and Louis's like, "What? Why? Why?" <laughs> uh, and everyone gets really mad at Anu <laughs> for like a second. And then Anu says, if I promise to shoot a person and not a robot next time, do you forgive me? And can I have my skateboards back? Because Louis says, minus one million skateboards. I hated that. (laughs) And then Louis says, yeah, you can have your skateboards back. Oh, that's nice of him. What a pal. It is nice of him, but I'm wondering if that actually did deduct me some skateboards. Because at the end of the episode, I've gone down in skateboards since the last episode. And I feel like there was a lot, except for that one moment, there was a lot of pretty good collaboration between my team members yeah i wouldn't worry about that because mine also went down and i did nothing but good collaboration Hmm. 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 i don't know how this skateboard score works but it's it ain't impressing me yeah you know what if i if i could i i'm wondering if i should see a plus skateboards or minus skateboards pop up on the screen whenever i do something because I might feel like it's a bit more earned if the game could say, no, 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 look at this. This was clearly bad of you. And at yeah. that point, I would say, okay, I'll put my hands up and, and say, you're right, game. Yeah, That's fine. You would, 
you would know when you're getting your skateboards and what you did to get them or have them taken away rather than just arbitrarily just seeing like what they decided at the end. And like it's they already do that with money. They already have like your yeah. money meter go up. Just have skateboards go up. Yeah. And you know that I because I'm stupid have a much, much greater attachment to that skateboard score than I do our money number because well, I'm not it, buying anything. Yeah, I haven't bought a single thing. I did check out some of the uh, new costumes that are unlocked for you to buy at this point, though. Oh, I didn't. Do you unlock more? Yeah, there, there's more options to buy, and, and they're slightly more expensive. I could have bought all of them if I wanted to, but I I didn't buy any of them. There's one that was very uh, Hot Topic vampire looking. Ooh. Uh and, and there's there's uh ones of those for Anu, Fran, and Octavio each. So I <laughs> you could just be a been team like of vampires. Weird, yeah, I could be this team of vampires, this weird vampire. That's team. that's awesome. I love that. I love the idea of just all three going with this look. I considered it, but I was also thinking, okay, I might have a claptrap episode five moment where exactly. I, I want to have the money at the end. Or also, it might be, it's honestly too much. I I was looking at those costumes and I was thinking, I'm going to get distracted for sure. This is, this is too much. Uh, (laughs) Like all all of their hair is just drooped over half of their face, like uh, Pegasus and Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, geez. Yeah, like that's where I am. I'm not spending any of the money just in case there's something like that at the end. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I feel like, in the first Tales from the Borderlands, there was still, like, other things you could spend yeah. the money on. Yeah. Like, the masks, just things here and there that still made you want to get the money. And here, this game hands you money like candy. You can get it, like, everywhere. Yeah, and there were a couple times where it was like, okay, Sasha needs to infiltrate Helios, so she needs to look like a Hyperion officer. Yeah. Uh, so, that it was aesthetic still, but it was, um, it, it, it was at least narratively interesting. Mm-hmm. So there was that. Uh, they don't really ever push you toward changing your clothes. And as far as I can tell, there's nothing besides that to buy yet. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, what's what's additionally weird is that... Um, okay, so in order to get funding for this thing, they go on a game show. And we'll talk about how that works. But at the end of it, they do get an investment of a million dollars. That's a lot of money. A lot of money. Uh, and they need to promise half of the prom- uh, the profits for their device go to the mystery investor, who we don't know who it is yet. Although they have a delightful oogie boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas kind of voice. They sound like uh, Jack McBrayer. Uh, who's that? He is um, Fix-It Felix. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that, like that's exact- not the vibe I got. But that's interesting. It, it's, it sounds exactly like I'm just pitched down. And I don't know if it's him. I couldn't find anything that said it was. But like his exact manner, the exact way he speaks and tone is like spot on. So if it's not him, it's a very good impression. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it's going through a voice distorter um yeah but like it, it's it's southern gentlemanly uh excessively like, polite you, friend yeah yeah it's great uh so they get a million dollars i didn't see that go into my actual money score 
Yeah, I didn't either, which is weird since in the first episode, that's how the insurance works with Fran. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't catch that, but I, yeah. I would believe it, yeah. Yeah, in the first episode, uh, if you get the claim, then it goes right into your money. Um, but not here. Huh. Where's my Where's my million dollars? Where's my flying car, Bruce? Uh, it, <laughs> on Sink or Swim, that's the name of the show. They go on the show despite the fact that Octavio and Fran, who are the people that have heard of the show and want to do it, they've never seen it. Which is kind of funny. Uh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> introduces some stakes. Yeah, they don't really think about it. They're just like, yeah, I never seen it. Let's do it. But uh, it turns out not a great idea. Yeah. Uh, it's like Shark Tank. It's like the show Shark Tank. Except if your pitch is not accepted, you get thrown into a shark tank. <laughs> a literal shark tank. Yeah. Uh, That's fun. Yeah. What a good... I would I don't know if I'd watch it, but maybe yeah, I'd no, consider I wouldn't. it. Yeah, no, I would It's murder. <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, Dustin, it's wild that you started to say that. I wouldn't watch it. It's murder. Well, how if if I was in the world of Borderlands, where murder is just a regular thing, and everyone's been so desensitized, I would probably consider watching it. If I were in the world of Borderlands, I would not produce murder. <laughs> I would not sully my eyes with this show. Yeah, I would be the change I'd want to see in the world, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd turn up my nose and everyone else would say, what a snob. So there's a lot of things that happen at this TV studio. Um, Like outside, there's a guard who says his name is Michael Baxter. Or Matthew Baxter or something. Um, Marvin Baxter. Marvin Baxter. I was close. Uh, And if there's one thing you can't do in this game, it's say your own name out loud because Louie will shoot you in the face pretty fast. Yeah, and he does. He does not, like, right after he says it, he's like, all right. Yeah. Uh, Louis, <laughs> Louis does this, and then he reads off the uh, the reason he did that, because everyone in the party is, like, really surprised. And he says that someone had filed an, a grievance on this person because he stood on their lawn. <laughs> and even yeah. Louis recognizes, oh, that was really frivolous. I just, I immediately had to kill this person because there was a bounty, but wow, I, am I a bad person? <laughs> I suck. Yeah, so that, it, it furthers our conversation that we've had via the last two episodes about Louis liking murder or not. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's very able to recognize, at least in this time, which is, it, it seems like the first time, uh, that sometimes... His murders aren't good. <laughs> Who would have guessed? Yeah. Sometimes his murders aren't what he should have done. Oops. Well, you know, got to make a break a few eggs to make an omelet. Well, that's kind of his, his attitude with it. He can offer or he will offer half of the bounty to the rest of the party. Uh, and Octavio has the chance to either accept it and say like, okay, well, if we're getting the money anyway, I guess we'll use the money. But yeah, this was bad. Or to reject it and say that he has a little thing called integrity. What did you do? <laughs> I took it. Okay, I didn't. How did that go? Uh, basically, the way you said, Octavio's just like, look, not taking the money is not going to bring this guy back. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's smart. 
Yeah, I, that also just seemed more in line with his character. Mm-hmm. Like, he's never, like, even in the first episode, Octavia was saying, oh, I'm a nobody. I haven't even killed anyone yet. I He never struck me as someone who's, like, super morally against people getting killed. No, he does not seem to care that much. So I, I figured taking the money would <laughs> be mm-hmm. more in character for him. So I refused it, and Octo- Octavia says, uh, nuh-uh. <laughs> Nuh-uh, Louis. I have a little thing Mm-mm. called integrity. Maybe you should learn some. <laughs> How does that go with Louis? And Louis says, oh, okay. And then Octavio <laughs> says, oh, but I was hoping I'd get like some something better if I said no to it. And then Louis <laughs> says, no, you have integrity. <laughs> he got him. Yeah, got him a little bit, but it is what I was trying to say. So it's weird that they played it like a joke on me. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, I was playing by the rules. Yeah, so Louis, uh, distraught for the person that he killed, Marvin Baxter, uh, takes his job guarding the studio, which is, a, I guess, how the writers get Louis out of the party this time. Yeah, we'll, ju- we'll just have him stand at the door for a little bit. Yeah, what's so weird about this is, like, if you don't, once a killer robot in the party don't write one yeah is just it? have him there i want him to feel like part of the group yeah yeah how like, do we get do rid of Louie this time do you have to get him out of the way all the time yeah he could just what would have been lost if you just had him be with the guys yeah i i guess in this particular case he could have like killed finnegan uh or or like got the killed the sharks or something i don't know yeah the sharks had a bounty on him can louis not kill someone unless they have a bounty can he choose to kill someone i'm not sure i i feel like it from what i gather it, it would make more sense if he could only kill if it's in his programming but then that programming makes it so if they have a bounty on him, he has to kill them. It does seem that way. Uh, he has no choice on both sides. Because later he has a... He, like, talks to Fran about it. And Fran... I, I had Fran say, Look, it's complicated. You're not a good or a bad person, but you're clearly doing bad things, and I'm not going to sugarcoat that for you. Yeah, I I had her say that as well. And, and uh, he he's just sort of wallowing in, in this, showing a lot of emotion for, uh, for... a kill bot. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, and, and just saying like, okay, you've surpassed what people expected of you, and you're doing a lot of crazy stuff, Fran. I think that you're at very admirable, but I can't surpass my programming. Does that make me a bad person? And uh, I think it just makes you not a person. Yeah, it just makes you a robot. Yeah, you're not. You're a great robot. <laughs> yeah, good job. I don't know how good of a person you are. Yeah, that maybe if you had skin, I could judge a little better. <laughs> that's what that's what makes humans different from animals. Skin. <laughs> it's all in the skin. It's all in the skin. The soul is stored in the skin. The ancient <laughs> Greeks used to say. There's another part here I wanted to talk about just because it uh, irked me as a small bit. Um, so in order to get in, uh, 
Marvin Baxter is like, uh, who who sent you here? And mm. uh, the gag is that Octavio makes up a name. He says, Jim Jiminy Jimerson. And just right after that comes out of his mouth, I thought, gee, I wonder how this joke is going to play out. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it? It's you, it's you can just see it coming a mile away. Oh, turns out there is a Jim Jiminy Jimerson on the who would have guessed. Yeah, I believe the exact words that Marvin Baxter says are Jim Jiminy Jimerson. He knows I need these hours. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, it's, for a game that's trying to be funny, maybe yeah. less less cliche jokes, please. Well, I mean, that is that is not the goal. <laughs> that is clearly not the, the goal of what New They're Tales long from the Borderlands past is that. all about. Less cliche jokes, not in the, not in the repertoire of strategies no, they've got for you. this. <laughs> Although it is, it is true. wild how much better it is than episode two. Oh, definitely. Like, I'm, I'm ragging on him for this one bad joke, but I will say... This episode got one really big laugh from me, at least. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I'm I'm drawn toward thinking of other series where uh, they let each installment in the series be directed and written by one specific person, and uh-huh. each one's a different person. So sometimes all those people are working together toward a common goal and they can uh, collaborate across the series. And it's very hard to do when each installment is so uh, like director driven, but other times one person starts the series and then the next person says, actually, no, I think it should be about this. (laughs) (laughs) Now they're on a game show. Yeah. And then on this one, they're like, Oh, well, okay. It's a third different thing. Every, every uh, episode is both different in how quippy it is. And just like the what the story is, yeah, it, it makes me wonder. Like, did you get these writers in a room ever? Did they collaborate, <laughs> or did they just like see the notes from the other writers and like I can I get it? <laughs> yeah, and and like I feel like it works sometimes. Like the Sam and Max games have an overarching story, but each episode still kind of has its own story going on. Yeah, but that works better for something like Sam and Max than. What it feels like this game is going for. Yeah, th- this game is is uh, like threading the needle between each episode having its own little scenario, like a Sam and Max, where this one's the game show one, and the last one was uh, the vault fighting one, and the la- the one before that was uh, a street war. <laughs> uh, but then also having th- this longer, epic, serialized storyline. Yeah. Like the first Tales from the Borderlands. Uh, and yeah, I, I just don't think that's coming together. And that's probably, like, tonal things aside, that's probably my biggest complaint. Where it just doesn't... I, I can't think of what this game is trying to do with itself. Yeah, and it, it makes it hard to want to see where it's going. Yeah. Like, in the first Tales from the Borderlands... The whole time I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what's happening here. Like each episode also still had its own goals for that episode, but it felt like it was all building up to the same place. Here, I don't know what to get get attached to. Like knowing apparently we don't care about TDR anymore. Now we got to find a place for this business. Yeah. And like, I'm sure Susan Coldwell, because that's who Fran just hates continuously. Right. Right. Um, 
I guess she's going to come back and be the big bad of episode five. I, I'm guessing that's what, what's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, whereas in Tales from the Borderlands, I couldn't have guessed where it was going, but I did want to see where it was going because you had things like Vasquez not being that much of a problem after episode three because he was killed. Um, and and uh, Valerie wasn't that much of a problem after episode four. Uh, yeah. And then Handsome Jack seemed like the big bad but then there was stuff after him too and it all made sense each of each of those moments made a lot of sense and contributed toward a thematic point that they were making about reese's relationship with the company he worked for right it 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 was building on what came before whereas in this one it feels like it's more just a, a lateral move <laughs> In terms of plot. Instead of going up, it's going to the left or right. Yeah, yeah. And it, it it's definitely a lot more just like, hey, you like the world of Borderlands, but Borderlands is a shooter game. What if you mm-hmm. had this opportunity just to be in it more? And uh I, I bet it is pretty great for that demographic. I, I think that isn't us. I think we'd want to see a, a more full storyline that is worthwhile in and of itself. Uh, yeah. I mean, I keep thinking about the walking dead season two, where I thought it really wasn't going anywhere until episode five. And then the whole thing made a lot more sense in retrospect. The whole thing was elevated because of what they were proving. They were working toward the whole time. Yeah. Do you think we're going to get that here? <laughs> no. I mean, we we can. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, but I, like, you know, I I haven't been given reason to think so. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but who knows? Maybe. Yeah, and I think that's sort of why Walking Dead season one is seen as such a perfect encapsulation of this formula and and kind of a perfect game within the formula, uh, because it it was great at first. It was great in the middle. And then at the end, it did recontextualize everything, but it was great in a thirdly different way. Yeah. So you were never waiting on something and you were never falling off something. It was just good the whole time. Yeah, I totally agreed. Um, Although something else I'll say, I don't even necessarily feel like this. Like, it's hard for me to say because I haven't played the other Borderlands games. I don't necessarily feel like I'm getting what Borderlands is about, like, the world from this, either. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a different vibe uh, than, than the yep. first Tales. Promethea is a very different planet than Pandora. Yeah, which, which is fine, but I, I don't know. It feels... Maybe it's me. Maybe maybe I don't have the wherewithal to be saying it since I, I haven't played any more of the series. I can't say if this is what Borderlands is or not, but... Like, if you asked me if this painted a clear picture of what the series was, I don't think I'd say yes. The series, no. And I think the the original Tales from the Borderlands probably does a better job at that. But the the world, the expanded world of Borderlands, I'd say probably, yeah. Um, Personally, I actually like Pandora a lot more as a setting than... uh, Or sorry, I like Promethea a lot more as a setting than Pandora. Uh, I think the story they told on Pandora is better uh, mm-hmm. that, that Telltale told on Pandora is better than what Gearbox is doing now on Promethea. But this um, 
Hey Arnold Streetwise thing. <laughs> I, I'm into it. I, I what like that. What a good descriptor. I think I actually prefer Pandora over Promethea, but I like Promethea enough. I like I like that it is different. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's very different. Just having an urban environment at all is not yeah. something that existed that much on Pandora. So that's that's cool. And uh, yeah, I, I'm into it. We, we we see a guy named Pierre Palantine. How do you feel studio. about this guy? Uh, well, he's a character. He's a character for sure. <laughs> he's he's definitely one of the characters. Uh, he's he's got a very effeminate voice. I've written here that he looks a lot like a Texas Hold'em character. Ooh. Now that's a pull. That's interesting. Texas Hold'em never came to mind, but I could totally see it now. Yeah, uh, especially weird because, you know, this is not the studio that references te- Texas Hold'em all the time. That's the other one. That's the, that's is, the old voice. He's like the long lost uh, relative of uh, was it Boris Crinkle? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's got he's got some Crinkelian features. <laughs> I like that. That's my favorite thing you've ever said. Oh, I I tried to do that every episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's got this little ball that does something. And that's his his, uh, his invention. He won't tell you what it does. He asks you to tell him what your thing does, but uh, he will definitely not. He will tell definitely you not tell you what his thing does. And uh, in order to make Anu feel better, I had Octavio hack it. Yeah, I also had him hack it. I think maybe that just happens. Yeah, I th- I think I I don't know if it's a choice or not. I think it's just what the story needs. Yeah, so Octavio hacks it with a hacking mini game that is uh, so clever, and yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> you mesh A a lot, and then you uh, you you watch him do sink or swim, and this is how you find out that if your invention does not pass, you get thrown in the shark tank because yeah, uh, his thing doesn't work because Octavio hacked it, and then he just gets <laughs> torn asunder by sharks, bloody just water, absolutely eviscerated. Yeah. This game, uh, this game is, you know, it'll kill people. <laughs> high stakes. <laughs> high, high stakes all the time. Uh, and people are fine with this being a show. They're yeah, the audience okay is it. huge. Yeah, the audience is huge. And, like, you know that at some point in the past, the audience died from some attack <laughs> of some sort. And then just more people came the next day. Yeah, they're like, well, I'm not going to miss the next one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know my brother died yesterday here, but I'm going to watch it today. What are the odds <laughs> that it happens two days in a row? <laughs> the The game is hosted by Finnegan W. Triton. Yeah. And I love his uh, splash card for his name because it says he's a real stinker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Finnegan Wake is, is a book. I don't know what it is about. I bet it's aquatic in nature. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Here's a question for you, Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, so Anu's getting all nervous uh, about going out there. She doesn't know what to do. What do you tell her to do to relax? Um, to relax? I don't remember. Well, it. She asks Octavio for advice. Since oh, uh, I, I have very... Octavio tell her that she needs to get really personal with the host. Ooh. Okay. 
I'm glad because I said something different and it led to my biggest laugh in the episode. What'd you, what'd you say? Uh, well, first tell me how it played out with yours. Okay, so um, Anu says something to the effect of like, the host isn't wanna isn't gonna want to talk about their life, and then Octavio says, "Oh no, 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 yes, he will, because no one has ever asked him about that on the stage." <laughs> uh, so when Anu comes to the stage later in the episode, uh, she goes, "How's your dying mother?" <laughs> <laughs> because she saw a magazine that said something about that in the in the green room, and Finnegan says, "She's she's good, she's she's comfortable." <laughs> And then they move on. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, what, what's your one? So I had Octavio tell her to just picture everyone naked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Anu thinks this is great advice. So when she's out there on, on top of the tank, uh, she says to herself, okay, just imagine everyone naked. And then she yells out to, uh, she yells out to him, to Finnegan. She yells, hey, nice dick. <laughs> really yeah huh <laughs> and he's just like okay uh so they <laughs> just kind of move on did it did it seem sarcastic or did she actually think it's nice um it's hard to tell just because she's so awkward like yeah. the tone in her voice it could have yeah. been either way but i just like her scream that in front <laughs> of a gigantic arena of people yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> wow, I didn't expect that that was under the covers of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, so I think whatever Octavio tells Anu to do does not work. Yeah. Maybe there's a good one. There's There were four options. Yeah, I mean, it. It's we said it last episode, maybe there's just a right one you're supposed to pick. Yeah, you know what, with the skateboard score thing, I've never felt... Like there is a right or wrong way to see how it all goes down in The Walking Dead. There's ways that make certain characters be dead or not. And you yeah. sort of internalize that as right. But you can also say, hey, man, that guy had to die. And then rationalize it to yourself that way. In this, it it really does seem like I'm being graded in a way that feels much more like homework than any video game <laughs> I've ever played before. Yeah, and I've played like... some jumpstart first grade PC games from the 1990s that <laughs> actually wanted me to do math. This feels like more homework than that. It feels like you're being evaluated. Like you pick a nice dick, and yeah. the the person behind the window is just like, "Ooh, she should not have said that." I'm taking five percent off. Mm, that's gonna lose her a skateboard. Uh, so Anu's pitch does not get accepted. She gets thrown in the water tank, but then, uh, Fran jumps in and you can't see them fight, but Fran apparently, as narrated by Octavio, uh, just punches these sharks to death. I thought this gag worked. I thought this was funny. I thought it worked, but like, it's, it's the 40th time we've seen this where like, they're, they, they're trying to animate something that would be too expensive or, or hardcore to animate. So they just have someone narrate what happens outside. I've seen it in wet, hot right. American summer. I've seen it in monkey Island. I've, I've seen it all over the place. Yeah. In those two places. <laughs> I guess that's enough. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's a, it, it's one of those classics that just works, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 
in, in in a game like this, I was really hoping to for them to pull some unique ideas. Yeah, um, I the reason I think it worked is because you're still putting in the button inputs for Fran, so mm-hmm. you're not seeing it, but you're still doing it. I thought that at least added a little a little bit of a clever wrinkle to it. Yeah, well, they do at one point like show you another shot of the tank but then fran's not fighting them she's just sort of swimming toward anu and yeah uh, that was weird (laughs) yeah yeah that was weird because so at first i thought like nothing was happening in the water but octavia was just uh embellishing it for the crowd but then no we see the blood rise up out of the water so Mm -hmm. hmm little confusing yeah no definitely is happening although most of that blood could be from the fact that anu's leg gets bitten off that's true and boy i think this might be the closest it comes to being a telltale game because we do not get to see that because we no well because we don't get to see the animation of the limb reattaching oh yeah true (laughs) they just move the camera so they conveniently don't have to show it that's yeah that is the telltale you know, it's weird because they didn't show the entire shark fight and you're like, yeah, funny. And then they don't show the leg reattaching and then you're like, mm, should have shown it. <laughs> I don't get to see any of this. Uh, I guess that's uh, that's the hand loss of this series. <laughs> I'm glad we got it out of the way early. This time the hand is a foot. It's because it's gearbox and not telltale. They have to do it a little differently. We just thought we'd put our own little spin on it. So they use the uh, the heel gun on her stump leg, and it grows back. Thank God. Yeah, thank know. God. I was worried. I was worried it wasn't going to work. They really took their time before using the gun, though. They like have a little conversation about Octavio says that Anu's pitch was good, and like they have a moment. But yeah, just to attach the leg. Well, the joke is that they don't realize that they should use it. Like Octavio's thinking like, uh, another, if only there was another way. Uh, and he has the gun in his hand and he's just like, oh, Lordy Lou, what can we do? <sighs> yeah, but like I, it's so frustrating as the, the player like, hey, man, I know what is going to happen. Just it, yeah, it's funny, but it's taking time. And I need to leave. Yeah, <laughs> I that need happens. To get going. <laughs> that happens a lot in this game, don't it? Yeah, it's like they took that scene from original tales where uh, Sasha's dying, but then the 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 time rewinder thing can fix her. Uh, and they they took that and they they made like every scene in this game that yeah, where you know what's gonna happen, but that was like emotionally kind of earned a little bit and that was yeah i I still they only did it once yeah i wanted sasha to live like even if it's kind of obvious where it's going i was like please go in that direction yeah i kind of wanted on to lose a foot and get a cool rocket leg yeah they were talking about it after and it's like boy wouldn't that have been cool oh well (laughs) yeah imagine you can write your own fan fiction where that does happen there's a lot that of off ramps in this game for it would be cool, but we're gonna do a not that. So you can write your own fan fiction. That could have set up some stakes too for this healing gun. Like it's one thing to heal a wound in someone, but it's another to like if something's totally detached from the person. Mm-hmm. 
um, you know, set some rules for this thing. Um, rather than just being a, it'll heal everything. Um, but that's not what they did. Well, they kind of have some stakes because when they do that, she becomes possessed again and she starts muttering demonic (laughs) stuff and right. Uh, well, well, it passes really fast and it's not a problem. Yeah. And the thing about that is that was set up in the last episode with Anu, but that didn't happen with the other two when they were shooting the shit out of each other earlier. Yeah, and it didn't happen with Anu earlier when she cut her hand. And yeah, tried so to heal it. yeah, so who knows? Yeah. Who knows what the rules of this is? Yeah, maybe maybe it's just because it was such a big wound to lose an entire like leg from the knee down that yeah she had to do that. I don't know. Yeah, who who cares? <laughs> uh, yeah, so they, they get the investment, <laughs> they leave the show, they go back. To, to reorganize at the uh, the Frogert shop, and they realize they need three things. And it, it, it's one job per person, which is very video game convenient. Uh, well, <laughs> kind of. It, it, not so much in this episode. Well, yeah, it's interesting, because they set it up where they, they decide Fran is in charge of staffing. Uh, Octavio's in charge of the, finding a new headquarters, because they can't use the Frogert shop anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, Anu is in charge of finding testing material. And I thought, oh, three more things. Well, that'll be this episode. But really, they only do Anu's part. Yeah. In this episode. And it, doesn't e- and it doesn't even get to conclude. The episode stops in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and by the way, this episode's length was back to like, like a regular two hours you think yeah it didn't feel like super it still felt a little short to me but it didn't feel as short as last time yeah i'm wondering where where the bucks gotta stop because we know from how long to play dot com that this game uh all five episodes from beginning to end takes about ten and a half hours which is an average of like two and some change hours per episode which would be super normal uh, but we're seeing short episodes, at least for these first three, and especially number two is only like one hour. So we're we're really banking up some really long last two episodes here. Yeah, unless unless they were just really bad at it. <laughs> How can you be bad at this? It just it goes. It just it goes, and then you you can pick the the dialogue wrong, but that'll Maybe- just it won't be longer because of that. Maybe they fell asleep at one of the parts when you're walking around. Yeah, maybe they paused it and waited and then decided to call that part of their time. <laughs> well, I, I gotta be, I, I gotta tell the truth. I can't just cut that out. Well, I, I'm pausing all the time when I play these games to write notes. Yeah. Uh, so it's strange when, like, an episode goes by faster for me than I expect it to because I should be taking longer to take maybe... these notes. Maybe... Yeah, maybe the last episode will just be really long. Maybe it could be. I mean, if you're playing them all at once, like intended, yeah, I would assume maybe they just didn't feel the need to balance the episodes out. So you yeah. can just get like a one hour long episode, and then the last one we can just put everything in that. Just four and a half hours at the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I could see that. Like we've we have talked about that possibility where. 
because it's just one retail product, these are more like levels than episodes and they don't really mm-hmm. need to be divided in episodes in any particular way. But with this one, I thought like I thought number three was gonna be the long one because they out they already did the whole talk show, which took a long time, or the game show. Uh and then they each had a job for each of the characters. But yeah, they only do like half of Anu's one and then they don't do the other two until next time. That's a strange way to do it. Like, why not? If that's how you're going to do it, why not just end it after the game show? Since I feel like that's kind of the peak of what's interesting in this episode. Use this episode to build up to the game show and have that be the big final climax. Um, I mean, that would have been because, really long. Or really yeah, short. I yeah. Mean, really short. No. Well, I'm saying, like, have more before the game show, maybe. And then have the game show end the episode after other stuff i i don't know what how they could do it but it just it felt weird for that to be like the big part and then have like a little more that's not that much afterwards yeah especially because uh correct me if i'm wrong but like near the end you have a little side cut scene of octavio explaining that he's uh he's found a new headquarters so like he's done his part off screen yeah so all right i guess i don't get to do that part (laughs) (laughs) although fran has said that she's gonna go like interview applicants i hope that is part of the gameplay i want to interview applicants in a telltale game that sounds kind of fun (laughs) it kind of reminds me of uh, at the beginning of battletoads 2020 when they're just doing uh menial jobs yeah (laughs) well the applicant interviewing i think could be kind of interesting in a dialogue based thing especially because you're doing it from the opposite side where you don't have to pick the right choices to get a job. You need to pick the right choices to find out stuff about your applicants. Right, you choose what uh, questions to ask them. Yeah, because if you choose a murderer, you'll get a low skateboard score. <laughs> <laughs> um, you states. know what's something else I liked about this? Just mm. it. Um, I like what they're doing with Fran and Louie. Okay. I just like the two uh, interacting together because Fran very much did not like Louis at first. And now Louis is kind of, he he's getting more out of Fran. He He's like, I'm feeling very close to you after this conversation on my morality. Yeah. And so he sticks around with Fran. That's a relationship I want to see where that goes. Yeah, sure. I <laughs> I, I think it's better than <laughs> Fran with either of the siblings. Yeah, I wish it wasn't. I wish just all of them worked. By the way, uh, at one point, someone says they don't look at all like each other, and they say that uh, they were adopted. Right, yeah, Octavio's adopted. Except they totally look exactly like each other. Yeah, they. Lo- I don't see why they thought they didn't look alike. Like, they've got the same, like, wrinkles, the same wrinkle pattern, and the same skin tone, and the same, like, eyebrow angle. Mm-hmm. They definitely look alike. Yeah, like, I didn't, when the game started, I wasn't like, oh, they're related, but they look so different. No, I I was actually, I had the active thought of, oh, wow, they did a really good job of making these people look like siblings, but not, (laughs) like, just copy the face. And then the game's like, ah, no, they're they're not, not, actually. (laughs) You were stupid for thinking that. Yeah. I I thought they looked really sibling-ish, and uh, I guess guess they're adopted. (laughs) Man, this game's throwing all sorts of twists and turns our way. <laughs> yeah. 
I guess you shouldn't, the moral is that you shouldn't assume someone's not adopted, even if they <laughs> look very much like a blood relative. Yeah, even if they look very similar to one another and tell you they are brother and sister. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can't just make assumptions willy-nilly like that. So, you know, one thing about Louis. Yeah. I like Louis. I like Louis enough. He's probably one of the characters I like the most from this. Even then, like I wrote in my notes, I miss Gordis and Loderbot. <laughs> I, I don't I th- that much. <laughs> I love him. I love Gordis and Loderbot. Uh, I like them more. I, I thought they I were liked fun. I the story that they did with them, but I don't I don't need to have them around all the time. <laughs> you do you think you'd get sick of them fast? Yeah, I think I think that they were very well paced. They they got <laughs> to the end of what I wanted out of them. I get you. I get you. I just thought they were more enjoyable, but I like Louie enough. I want to see where he goes in life. Yeah, yeah, I I think that Louis uh, just having a more active personality than either of those two people is, is for me good. I I like this character. I want to see where it goes. Although I I, I feel very sure of where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's going to try to kill Anu. Oh no! I mean, oh, because she's wanted. Yeah. Ooh hoo hoo! I could see that. Yeah, and, and they, um, they had this Marvin Baxter moment in this episode for Louis to start really thinking about, like, maybe I shouldn't be so willy-nilly to give in to my programming right before he has to do it to Anu. Right. So I that'll happen in either in the next episode or the last episode. If, if, if it's the last episode, they're going to kill Susan Coldwell early, and then they have to escape from Louis, and then Louis has to, like, fight against his own urges. You know what? It seems so obvious when you say it. it. It never once occurred to me that that could be what it's building up to. But yeah, when it's all laid out like that, it's it, it's now I feel dumb for not seeing it. Uh, yeah, I just with the as soon as Susan Coldwell in, in like the um, in the montage, she had found Anu's name tag in the vault mm-hmm. or the TUR people did. Yeah. When she oh, did that right. and she put out the she flipped her computer screen around to show that she had uh put out a, a, a bounty on Anu. Right. As soon as she did that, I realized that <laughs> Louis was gonna kill Anu or try to pretty <laughs> soon. Um, you know who's a robot I don't miss is Timmy. Yeah, Timmy Timmy shows up exactly the amount of time I want to see him to the game's yeah. credit. Yeah, one one gag per episode that lasts about three seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like uh, in in the opening montage, I think it was the montage last episode too, where we saw him. Uh, yeah, the, the team puts their hands together to like go team, do that thing, and then there's five hands, and then they look over at the fifth one that just showed up, and it's Timmy, and then Timmy blinks out of existence because Timmy's just um, teleporting around space time, I guess. Yeah. Timmy's just not uh, an endearing character. Timmy was not an endearing character in episode one. Yeah. I think it is a very good character to just show up for three seconds and leave. That's great. <laughs> it's a it's a very good character to get rid of. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that as facetiously as you are. I, I, like, I like Timmy to show up for three seconds and leave. I think that's a good use of the character. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll let you have it. <laughs> um 
so so then the the last like 20 minute or so chunk of the episode is uh anu goes to meridian city morgue and she needs a corpse to right. do testing on for healing stuff which doesn't make sense to me because i don't think they've even tried to heal a dead body yeah that seems like you would just not work well i guess what that's why she's testing it's a research material i guess right well it seems like they did a lot of testing at the beginning of the episode <laughs> yeah not on a dead guy though yeah um that's an unknown it 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 feels very weird having this little bit just kind of tacked on at the end Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not bad. Nothing about this section is like bad at all. But it's it, just the way it's done makes it feel very weirdly placed. Yeah, because they don't finish up this moment. They they leave it on a cliffhanger. Yeah. Uh, but Anu goes into the morgue. She finds the keeper of the dead, uh, the mortician, who's just uh, uh, a a crazed. But then, like, it turns out she's less crazed than it seems that she is. <laughs> but not that yeah. much less crazed. Yeah, um, she she put her kids through college, or she's trying to. She's just trying to put her kids through college, and she's like, when I said you could see my wares, I wasn't talking about you buying a body, I'm just selling candles. I make candles! But then you look at the candles, and you can tell that they're made of human fat. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's that. She's not that great. No, she's not that great. <laughs> um, but she, she sees Anu's... Uh, bounty advertised on television. Anu doesn't see that she sees that. She goes into the back room and says, "Like, oh, okay, I'll just get you a body real quick. You're fine." And then uh, later on, she gets Anu to go back in the back room, shows Anu a coffin, and says, "It's right in here." And then there's nothing in the com- coffin, and she pushes Anu in, and a- Anu is locked in a coffin now. That seems like something Anu could have just seen without going inside the coffin. Yeah. Yeah, she should have she should have stayed back and said, there's nothing in that coffin. (laughs) Yeah. Why are you pushing me? I don't need to take a closer look. (laughs) Yeah, I can I can withstand being pushed a little bit. Yeah, even even if there was something like very small in here that I couldn't see, that's not what I'm here for or want. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, what I want is a whole dead body, I guess. And I'm, I'm not seeing it. Yeah, so let's go back in time to okay. before the before the game show Ooh-hoo. anu gets to look around the uh the froger shop to see if she has enough like in the in the wreckage she can find parts from fran's machinery that she can use on the heel gun you didn't do this part well i did look around not but this, i apparently not the part did I'm about not to say yeah, I apparently did not look hard enough. If you go in the freezer uh, in the back room, well, th- the back room is not the freezer. There is a freezer in the back room. And uh, if if you click on it, Anu says, hmm, tons of interesting parts can be found in a freezer. And then she opens it. And then the super fan jumps out and says, and me. <laughs> uh, so... The, the the super fan, if you remember, audience, is the Tedior Grunt from last episode who plays Vaultlanders with you. Yeah. Um interesting way to handle Vaultlanders, considering in the first episode we just found them. Yeah, in the first episode we just found them. It, well, one of them was given to us by Fuang, and then the other two we, we were supposed to find, although we didn't find both of them. 
Yeah. And then in the second episode, you fight the the super fan, um, and you get the one vault hunter in the episode. Yeah. Which is fine if it's fine for a one time thing, but then in this episode that's just how you get both of them. Yeah, in this episode there's two vault landers, which is still less than the first episode. I like we're there's so many blanks on the Vault Lander collection scene. In one of the next two episodes, we're gonna get like five or six at once. Yeah. Uh you you fight this guy. This guy has Vasquez from Tales from the Borderlands. Yeah, I missed Vasquez. I wish I didn't. I know that guy. Yeah, uh, so Vaultlanders is still dumb. Playing it is not more advanced with more advanced Vaultlanders. Yeah, when I I did the second Vaultlander battle, I was thinking, oh, I guess I don't need to get better Vaultlanders. I can just win every time with this one. Yeah, Vasquez heals a little bit every time he hits the other person. So I'm just going to use Vesquez from forever. And even if I do get hit once, which I have yet to got hit. I've played three times across the last two episodes. Yet to be hit once. Yeah, same. Um, I was going to say healing is a great power, but it would be a <laughs> lot greater if you would actually get hit. <laughs> if you ever needed it. Yeah. Uh, so you beat the super fan and Anu says, okay, I understand the appeal now. And uh, the super fan goes, do you want to live with me in this fridge? <laughs> and Ani says, no. And then uh, she helps him back into the fridge and then closes it on him. I like that. I, I wish I got that. I'm I'm loving this badass super fan guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you ask him why he only shows up in the cold fridge places, he goes, it's free air conditioning. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah, I wonder, uh, I wonder if this is leading toward the reveal that he's like some known cold-based, <laughs> uh, like Borderlands character. Oh, that would be neat. Maybe they can get a little clever with him because they only show his uh, they only show his helmet. Yeah, Vaultlanders is very stupid. It's not that fun, but no. I like seeing this guy show up. Like, yeah, yeah, in in uh. Where, where you As a character, I like him. Yeah. Ex- it, speaking of where you don't expect him, uh, you find him the second time in the Keeper of the Dead's morgue, just in one of the lockers. This was very surprising to me because I definitely didn't think we'd get two of him in one episode. Yeah, that's why it seems very weird to me. Like, is this just how you get Vaultlanders figurines now? It seems weird to change how it happens. I well, okay. So in whatever episode they're going to have five or six at once in the next two episodes because they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way that it's going to be five appearances of Superfan that they need to animate and do dialogue for. Yeah, they have I'm to... fine with it if it is. They have to mix it together with just finding them around. Yeah, it, it's just weird because I feel like you could have done that in last episode and this episode too. Just mix it up. Like you can still have the super fan battles, but have it so you still like find like one or two of them just around. You, you know what's interesting about this game that is blowing my mind a little bit? Uh, what? And, and I, I think it's this conversation that has finally made me realize it. It's that games, since time immemorial, video games have 
had very specific ways they normally go about saving time and effort. Uh, y- y- you know, Super Mario Brothers, the, the bushes are the clouds and stuff like yeah. that. Uh, you save on memory on the cartridge. You save on time spent drawing the bushes. You save on a lot of stuff by by reusing assets. Uh, in in modern 3D games, that usually means reducing the number of things that need unique animations because animations are a very time expensive part of the process. Right. Um, like more so than even modeling, animating those models is huge that's that's a making big, them move around yeah especially in a game like this a narrative heavy game where uh you're not seeing a lot of repeated animations because you're basically watching it as a movie and yeah this game does not give me any sense of when that normally happens in other games like i don't see repeated animations i i don't see shortcuts i i like the 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 shark fight thing yeah that's a shortcut but um they could i could totally imagine them animating a shark fight they've done weirder stuff uh (laughs) like the fight with the devourer in the last episode yeah that felt more animation significant than i bet a shark fight would be uh, you could have just fought sharks you you could just find these vault landers around and then it could launch into uh, uh, you could even launch into a game of Vaultlanders when you find the Vaultlander, but right. for them to do all this a- extra animation of making the uh, the badass superfan crawl out of tiny places, it it everywhere in this game it's just so high budge they really don't skimp, but then <laughs> it it doesn't that that feeling doesn't line up with like how professional the writing is or, or other aspects of the game feel. Right. They just put all their money into the super fan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like it, if it's not the super fan, it's like animating the keeper or writing new dialogue for like all the scannable stuff or how mm. on like most of the dialogue trees, there's four very different options you can choose all the time that, have a lot more VO, a lot more animation, a lot more scripting just for each option. They they, they don't skim, skimp anywhere on this game. And it feels so AAA in spite of that cuz Telltale didn't either and that's kind of like what made them feel like, "Ooh, you're not, you're not passing up opportunities here. You're really just doing it." Uh but when mm. Telltale did it, they were making these games that were like, "Okay, Telltale games are a little glitchy and they're a little uh like not to the same animation standard as most of the other AAA games in the industry they don't look quite you, as like pretty and high quality in HD and everything you could usually feel the budget you could definitely usually feel the budget on a walking dead but still be very impressed by like wow look at how much narrative branching walking dead has even mm-hmm. though we make fun of it sometimes for like, you can technically save Nick in season two of The Walking Dead, but then he's just going to fall asleep for the entire next episode. <laughs> Even if true. we make fun of it, that's still huge. That's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wish uh, some of that carried over into the writing more, but I, I agree. Uh, I haven't had any glitches in this game so far. 
Yeah, just just th- th- this game more than anything. I think the the thing that this game does that is just so nice and and great is it's so generous. It's so generous with how much content you're going to give the player. You're never going to yeah. get stuck in a player it, player created situation where you're like, "Oh, well I definitely should have done the other thing cuz this doesn't feel as fulfilling." You'll never feel that way. If it's not fulfilling, it's not fulfilling all over the place. Uh, it, <laughs> it might just feel that like there's there's not much to it, but everything, every place you go is fully realized. It's fully uh, explained. Like, yeah, we will have a brief diversion into something called Sink or Swim, where we're going to animate a full stadium of people and have a shark tank and like all these weird visual effects and the camera cuts, all these camera cuts are authored manually by uh-huh. hand. It's impressive. It, like it, it's so generous. It's such a generous game, but it's yeah. like, why, why have this be that? <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's weird. Cause it, it almost makes me feel bad complaining about the bad parts because you're right. they, they put a lot into everything else, but unfortunately, it it's it's great to have the stuff, all the stuff you said. Like uh, the environments are cool, no glitches. But when the story is not gripping me, and that's the big part of it, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It it really hurts it in a way that I feel like. All of the effort they put into the other stuff, if they didn't put as much effort into them, it wouldn't hurt it as much, I think, as the writing does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably true. Like, I, I keep thinking back to last episode, and just to remind you the feeling of last episode, just put yourself in the mind shoes of your brain feet when they were walking <laughs> down that scene with... Uh, Fran being separated from the party for a second because of crawling through the crack in the wall. And then less than one minute later, she comes back and they're like, Fran! And she goes, (laughs) did you miss me? (laughs) You know what's so funny about last episode? Um, So, I we already talked about it a little bit, but I'll say it here on the show. Um, So, our friend Adam Mm -hmm. really liked the episode, and which, which is fine, you know. It's fine, but bewildering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But after we got done recording the episode, he and I were discussing it, and I got more angry about the episode than I did <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Like, on the show, I was just kind of like, yeah, it's kind of crummy, but what are you going to do? Well, you, okay, and, to be fair, you do have a pattern of doing that on this yeah. show. <laughs> you, you'll hate <laughs> it while true. playing it, and we'll even talk about it like right before we press record, and then we press record, and you're like, you know, it's not that bad. No, it's great. I love CSI. (laughs) (laughs) No, but then just like actually discussing it more with Adam in the... We were driving to uh, get some food. And in the car, I was just talking about it. And the more I talked about it, the more I was like, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck this episode. Uh, Yeah. What what new things stood out to you as you were sort of realizing your disdain for it? 
Well, it, it wasn't new. It was just talking about the stuff we already talked about, but it was just getting to me more like that exact scene with Fran. Yeah. That exact scene where <laughs> they're like, oh, we'll leave Fran behind and then immediately comes back and we're supposed to be emotionally affected by it. I was like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Enough of this. Yeah, uh, no, it did. It was a bad, <laughs> it was a bad one. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. this episode doesn't give me like it, this episode's kind of a mixed bag, but it is a lot better. I, I'm, there's nothing in this episode that I would get super angry with. Uh, yeah, no, I, I don't think there's any individual things that hurt me nearly as bad as a lot of the pain points in the last episode. Yeah. Uh, and, and I like where this episode leaves off the characters. I think that, uh, Louis going through some, uh, potentially interesting character growth, Fran is going to go interview some people. That could be fun, <laughs> depending on how yeah. they do that. Uh, Octavio has just done something right, which is good for him. Yeah, good for him. Uh, he's found a headquarters he likes. We didn't see it, but uh, I, I guess we kind of did see it, but it didn't mean anything to me because it was just a street I haven't seen. Yeah, exactly. We didn't get to like do any gameplay there. Yeah, uh, and and then Anu needs to punch her way out of this coffin. Oh, okay, hang on. I do want to talk about that. <laughs> okay. So Anu turns on her um, visor thing that talks to her, the echo eye. The goggles. The goggles, yeah. Uh, and then it's, it starts talking to her verbally, and she's like, wait, you can talk now out loud? When did you do that? And it says that Octavio hacked it to let it talk. <laughs> and uh anu goes oh that was sweet of him which is a, such a weird reaction <laughs> to that yeah uh like i guess it's just always been able to talk out loud but now it does yeah it, was, it, it like, just hacked to be allowed to it just didn't have anything to say before <laughs> uh so the the, <laughs> the goggles recommend that anu punch the the door of the coffin 5,000 times at standard strength and that will allow her to break through the coffin. It just needs to be punched 5,000 times and then you can get out. Yeah, almost there. Yeah, uh, this is a reference to the movie Kill Bill. Mmm. Uh, I haven't seen Kill Bill, but I kind of wanted to at one point. You should want to again and then do okay, it. Okay, cool. Uh, I, <laughs> awesome. No, I, I love Kill Bill. Kill Bill's great. Uh, and it has Michael Madsen from season two of The Walking Dead in it. Ooh. We talked about that, didn't we? Yeah, we do. I I just really like That's Kill right. Bill a lot. Uh, Kill Bill is a two-part movie. Right, and yeah. And the, uh, the cliffhanger between the two parts of the movie is that the main character of the movie gets stuck in a coffin and buried underground right. in the coffin. And uh, yeah. there, there is some coffin punching. Sorry, sorry to spoil that for you, but there no, is I knew that part. Punch. I've seen my dad watch that specific part. <laughs> Just that part. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, no, my dad, my dad was watching the movie, but then I came out and it was on that part when he was watching it. I would, I think you'd love Kill Bill. I, I think it's a, a, a fun movie. Yeah, I should sit down and watch him. Yeah. Um. It it kind of felt when Anu does it though. It doesn't feel. Like an homage. It doesn't feel like that much of a reference. Right. Like, the Sink or Swim is a reference to Shark Tank. And the Metal Gear Solid thing from the last episode. Remember that? 
Yeah. Oh, I remember all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's clearly an homage. They, they do the UI on the screen at the same point. This almost feels like they're trying to play it off as their own idea. Yeah. Uh, in, in a in a way that they... I, I commented on them doing that before. Uh, what did I say that about? It was the first episode, I think. Oh, shit. I don't... That was a lifetime ago. Yeah, I, I said they borrowed something. I don't remember what they borrowed. Uh... Huh. Yeah, I it, it I I might have to go back and re I'm not going to listen to that episode again. <laughs> let us know, listeners. Yeah, if you do that, let let me know because I I think that this uh th- this team seems to like borrowing narrative ideas a bit, a lot. <laughs> a bit a lot. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> uh we do so and- much borrowing subconsciously. Why do it consciously? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I think would have helped this episode end a little better? Hmm. So we have this tiny little bit with Anu uh, getting trapped in the coffin. I feel like if you just, even if you don't want to do like a whole section where everyone is doing something Mm -hmm. in each of their little bits where they're at in this part of the story, just have this sort of thing happen to all three. Have something happen. They all get plays them a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all of them get trapped in coffins, metaphorically. Uh, as in, something happens to interrupt each one's what they're doing. I feel like that would at least give us a little more... It's weird that it's only Anu. Yeah, because... It, well, it's a weird imbalance, because Anu is trapped in bad. Octavio <laughs> is explicitly doing fine. He just found the HP. Yeah. Fran is not covered. We don't see Fran doing Yeah, we don't see anything. Uh, hey, how much how much money you want to bet that episode four opens with mashing the A button to punch the coffin open? Um, I'm not gonna bet any money because I think it won't be the A button. Oh, you think it won't be the A button to punch? I think it's gonna no because during the shark fight it was all X's. Oh, you know what? It could be the X button to punch. Could be the X button. Um, well, I'm, I'm not putting money down on that A button. You want to jump into our segments and then close off this episode? I would love nothing more than to be done. Okay. <laughs> uh, golden and moment. I mean that in the best way. Yeah, no, I, I like moment? talking to you, but I'm, I'm feeling it. I think <laughs> I'm feeling that the sun's coming up. It's been a pretty long episode. Um, golden moment. I like, I just like the whole pitch. I like the sink or swim. I thought that was a fun I said it before, I thought this should have just been, like, the ending. Or at least the episode should have been restructured in a way where they do some other stuff before uh-huh. the pitch. And then the pitch is the big climax of the episode. Just because it feels like anything after, it just feels like a hangnail, kind of. Sure. It feels like uh, it feels like we got a little bit of the next episode. But yeah, I I thought the whole pitch was fun. It had the nice dick line. <laughs> okay, yeah. For for you, I, I think it is more of a golden moment than for me because of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it it made a good impression with that. I was like, oh, okay. Let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. What's your golden moment? Uh, I I've written down that just seeing sort of the title card for the morgue. Uh, they Ooh. they show the building and it's just so, uh, like graveyardy, zombie ate my neighbors green and decayed and Halloweeny. 
that was really good. You, you have like the skulls. Yeah, yeah. J- just the entrance to the morgue. Not not the whole morgue scene. I I don't like that as as much. I mean, it's fine. But, yeah, I thought it was still it, it worked fine. But yeah, but I totally get it. Specifically that opening shot of It's very striking. Yeah, it's it's like on a hill with a um wrought iron fence around it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good pick. I wouldn't have guessed that, but that what a what a great pull. Yeah, my my second choice would have just been all the freezers that the Superman <laughs> the Superfan climbed out of. Superman. The Superman is always trying to <laughs> chill out in his portrait of solitude. Yeah, you know what? As is as nothing as Vault Lander battles are, I like seeing this guy show up. I didn't think we would ever see him again after episode two, and now we get him twice. Yeah, and I That's think we're great. gonna see him a lot. Like a lot. Yeah. I'm down. I like that he's a recurring character. Yeah, I wonder if he uh, impacts like the finale in some way. <laughs> he saves the day. Mm-hmm. What if the final battle is a big Vaultlander battle? Oh, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, did you check, by the way? I didn't check. I meant to. If the Vaultlander battle from the menu is like two player or something. I didn't check. I didn't. Not once did it occur to me to actually do it. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, if it's multiplayer, I can imagine that being a little bit more substantial. It, it's it's yeah. something if both ha- things are human. Yeah, having an opponent that can actually dodge the attacks. Yeah, but it's so easy to dodge the attacks that it feels like you would just go literally forever. Uh, Dustin, what's your choice cut? My choice cut is whether or not to take the money from Louie at the beginning. Oh, okay. Because even though I felt pretty good about the choice I made, I still had to, like, I paused it and thought about it. I was like, ooh, mm, yeah, what do I want to say here? And then I, I liked that it just felt right to me to take this money. It, it uh, narratively worked. So mine was uh, all of the advice that Octavio can choose to give Anu about pitching ooh. and how to keep cool. That's a good one too, since apparently you get you can get some wildly different uh, outcomes. Yeah, if I if I had an unchoice cut, it would be all of the logic heading into my skateboard score. Mm. Uh, because we both got fifty seven percent at the end of this episode. Yeah, and we don't know if it's just for this episode or if, if it's for a total of like everything we've done so far. Yeah, it's for, we were talking about it earlier. I was saying it's possible that it could be you're graded on a per episode basis but that also if it is that that doesn't really make sense no it it doesn't and there's a lot of stuff that we did that just felt right like everything coming out of the pitch felt like we nailed it we fought together octavio uh like did a did a good uh like bandstanding moment where he narrates the whole fight and then anu showed that the gun worked on her own leg and then they got the investment felt great and then they yeah, go out worked. and they talk to louis and louis like well in terms of how much you've collaborated i would give it a meh plus eh. 1.5 or, or 0.5 skateboards and then i look at the score and i'm like okay well it's lower than it was before what did i even do wrong i don't get this why did juniper die yeah it doesn't f- yeah (laughs) why did juniper die what did what did Uh, i mess up yeah it doesn't i said it before it doesn't feel earned it doesn't feel conveyed in a way 
where it feels fair the way they're judging you. Because even during the show, like once Anu drops into the water and Octavio and Fran come running in, at the top of the screen for me, it said, uh, your team still isn't coordinated. Yeah, it said that for me too. I didn't, in what way could I have been? They seemed very coordinated. Yeah, and and if they weren't coordinated, it seems like narratively that's just the way it should be. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it's very confusing. I, I don't like it. As much as I like skateboards, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I love, I, I love skateboards. But the skateboard score is not pulling its weight. Yeah, when I interned on the development of Tony Hawk, Pro Skater 1 plus 2, I was thinking, man, if there's going to be a game with a skateboard score in the future, I'm going to get 100%. Boy, howdy, would I have been <laughs> Not wrong. Not so much. Ooh, my friend was saying he wanted to buy that yesterday, and I told him you were in it. I'm not in it. <laughs> in the in the credits. I, I barely did anything on that game. Barely anything. Yeah, but that's something. <laughs> uh, I, I, my name is in the credits. Uh, I believe it's... Uh, our VV family is how I'm credited in that game, which is a little not right, but <laughs> wow, what a strange that is that going to be on your IMDb? Uh, I don't think I have. I don't think people. Oh, who that's aren't just actors... for like entertain. That's just for like and well, no, because I did artwork on Mighty Magiswords and I'm on there. Well, that's a show. Yeah, that's true. Well, yours is a game. I feel like they're the same. No. Uh, I, oh. <laughs> I think I, I think I have a Moby Games. Okay. I think I have a Moby Games is, is the equivalent to that. Actresses and actors mm. in video games can have their games show up in IMDb, but I, I don't know if... Uh, the general staff? Yeah, I don't know if just everyone in on a game... Well, IMDb is also um, like wiki, right? It, it, anyone can just change yeah. that? notoriously wrong sometimes okay then maybe i can make my own imdb and and put my own stuff on it yeah you could just throw yourself on there and no one's gonna say shit although there's a wikipedia rule against that kind of stuff is is there an imdb rule against editing your own page there might be Mm. Mm. Hmm. speaking of mms who was your uh weekly guy give it to louis i give it to louis you gave it to louis louis's a good pick yeah, I think I gave it to Louis the first one too. I'm not I'm not positive on that. Yeah, Louis seems like the one let me look uh, No, we it. gave it to Hubert Hot Dog. Oh, I did give it to Hubert Hot Dog. <laughs> How could you not? Yeah, and then last episode I guess I just looked at my notes. I gave it to Juniper. I don't remember doing that at all. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, last episode no one really showed I I told you I didn't have anybody for my weekly guy. Yeah, I felt like this was a repeat of Louis, but uh Actually, no. This is the first time I gave it to Louis. Yeah, nice. I like that. Yeah. Louis's a good pick. What'd you do? I gave it to the angel investor because of his voice. Oh, that's fun. He did have a fun voice. I swear it's Jack McBrayer, but I could be... Nowhere says it is, so I could... It could just be... I gotta be real with you, Dustin. I don't think it sounds like him at all. It sounds just like him, just pitched down. It's exactly like No, 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 no. (laughs) No, it doesn't. Yeah. (laughs) No, I've never fought man. for anything in my life, Mitchell. Yeah, I've, I'll, I I'm will fighting not for fight this. for this, but uh, <laughs> I, I can just say, oh, I guess it does, and then if... have my fingers <laughs> crossed behind my back. 
If this were a Vaultlander battle, I would be I would have the Fwong and you would be the <laughs> You CPU. would just be punching me in the face with your figurines so hard right now. I would be so easy to move out of the way. <laughs> uh oh man, there's gonna be so many Vaultlanders in the next few episodes. There's ten. I don't more. know if I don't know if I could do that many battles. Because there were Maybe three we'll in the first them. episode, one in the second, and two in this one, which is only six, and I think there were slots for sixteen. That's a lot. So in the next two episodes, there's an average of five each. An average. Oh, what if, what if, this is just speculation, I have no idea, but what if you're just rewarded some given how you beat the game? Maybe, and or, or like, like, maybe you can get some in the, like, the, the top menu Vaultlander battle way yeah. of doing it, and you can get like four or so, so that way. That would make sense. Yeah, so, so maybe we won't get all of them through the main game. Well, we I won't get all of them at all. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's been our episode. Anything else you want to say about this one? Uh, not really. I mean, kind kind of a lukewarm episode, but that's still a big step up. Yeah, it it definitely made me more comfortable to keep doing the game. <laughs> yeah, uh, because last episode was just so not it. It it did not hit with me at all. The writing was mm. not there for me, uh, and it was it was even a disappointment from episode one, which we thought was like inconsistently good. Yeah, and this is, I think, again inconsistently good, even though it's more muted than how much we liked episode one as well. But it's it's at yeah. least just something again. We're doing it's stuff. A, it's a competent episode. Yeah, I I I care somewhat about like. Is Anu going to die at the end? No, but maybe. <laughs> she did lose a leg. I mean, it would it would make me more impressed with this episode or with the series if they could do something bold like that at the end. But I've not been given any reason to assume they would. Yeah, boy, I, I am a little interested in seeing what it all builds up to, if anything, just because I've gotten no indication that it is yet. Uh, I mean, Louis is just going to try to kill Anu. That's probably it. Yeah, probably. Probably it. <laughs> Man, I feel bad for saying it because I am so sure it will happen. It feels like a spoiler. But I don't I don't know it, but I'm just sure. <laughs> I, you know what? If it's that easy to guess, then maybe they should have made it less. So, um, okay. It's on them. Okay. Well, that's been our episode on New Tales from the Borderlands, episode three, Capital Pains. Join us next week for episode four. And uh, Dustin, take us out, buddy. Um, get out of here, you crazy kids. <laughs> I've never heard, I've never handed it to you before, and uh, you did a good job. Thanks. I was unprepared, but I think I stuck the landing. <laughs> <laughs>